Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Arlen Glick. It's the day after the 2022 Western States Endurance Run, and you are the men's third place finisher. How are you feeling at this very moment? Ah, uh, way too good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with what you said at the finish line yesterday, um, at your finish line interview with Dylan Bowman and Kryn Malcolm. Uh, you said you had a 20-mile low patch. What happened there, and where was that exactly? Yeah, so it was around, like, it was after Duncan Canyon. Okay. No, 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 no. What's the next one? Uh, Dusty Corners, maybe? Dusty Corners, okay. yeah. So I had crew access, and I was relying on Morton, which was giving me a lot of calories, and mm -hmm. I was feeling great on it. And so I got to Dusty Corners, did my thing, felt pretty good, and I got to Devil's Thumb, and I was relying on other aid stations at that point. And I think they're, whatever they were putting in my bottle was really watered down and okay. I didn't really think about it but there was just a long spell there where I was not paying attention to calorie intake like not counting the calories and I didn't know how many calories were in it yeah, and yeah, you're so guessing kind of yeah it was kind of a guessing game and I just like I was so overtrained going into it I believe that like I didn't even feel the bonk and yet I was having mm. one and like it just it was so elusive so tricky and then like that induced my hamstring to cramp a bunch which I carried all the way to the finish line which I'm glad I took it to the finish line yeah. but yeah so like it was a day of like getting through the hard points not sure like not being able to climb I hiked pretty much every climb from wow. from like devil's thumb to the finish line wow. which is like the last 60 miles or whatever um, but I didn't have many cards to play but I feel like I just played the ones I had well like just kept going strongly yeah once I made it to Forest Hill from then on my calorie intake was spot on because you were back with your crew and your own yes. nutrition and yeah so I was back on my nutrition plan um, which really helped but the cramping never did leave completely um, sodium was a little tricky we were trying something new and mm. my capsules were coming loose and, and oh. leaking. And so I was like scratching for every bit of salt <laughs> I could find, almost licking the rocks. Like a it. deer or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was great though. Like my quads were so overbuilt from the training block I had that it didn't matter how hard I pushed the downs. It was only when they got real technical that my hamstring would start seizing up and hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the men's race dynamic. Were you thinking about it early on? or I mean, I guess the way that I want to ask this, or what I'm curious about, is you've done so many of these 100-mile races that you know that there's going to be these inevitable highs and lows, and it's 100 miles. Were you thinking about racing early? Were you thinking, I'll wait to race later? Where was your head on that? Yeah, so I stick strictly to effort-based. Okay. Um, I've, like I said earlier, like, I eat 100 milers for breakfast. So, <laughs> so like, I know, I know what it's supposed to feel like. And yeah. the minute that Adam, you know, was pushing outside of my zone, it was like I wasn't even tempted to go with him because mm. that's, I know where I need to be. And he, and he climbs really well, and I, I do downhill well and so it wasn't really smart for us to stick together yeah um and he yeah but yeah so we i was shocked like i've always heard of the carnage that happens at states yeah and we were at like a minute a mile slower than chorus record for the first to the first aid station and i remember thinking like 
I can see all the American, top, my top picks. They're all inside of me. Mm -hmm. And that was clear down to Duncan Canyon, mile 24. And I'm like, these guys are going slow today mm. and they are going to execute all the way to the end. I remember thinking. So you're thinking am, everybody's going to execute here. Yes. I remember huh. thinking I cannot bank on a blow up like all the other guys blowing up that I'm used to like knowing that ah, they're running too fast. Yeah. That's okay. We'll yeah. see them later on. Um, so yeah, that the dynamic was very different from what I expected. Huh. D so in your mind, you thought, I, I'm going to stay in my own zone and my own effort. Everybody's going to go away and they're going to come back later on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I thought they were going to come back later on. I figured it all depended on how well they executed their plan. But like there were some spots that were so low. I mean, I can remember people passing me around Michigan Bluff. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm not even going to top 10 today. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is Western States. I can try again. I can try to qualify again. I'm like, you know what? I am going to have fun no matter how bad this goes. Huh. And I can remember I watched Unbreakable soon before the race and where the, the guy who won lost his climbing legs. Yeah. And he won the race. And that's what like gave me this hope that you know what? I can't climb right now, mm. but I can sure run downhill. So you're thinking of Jeff Rose circa 20, was it 2008 or 2010? I think 10. Yeah. Jeff Rose circa 2010. He lost his climbing legs, but there's a lot of running later. This is what you're thinking. Yes. And like the chorus saved me mm. that after Forest Hill, once I got my calorie intake back up, I still had to deal with cramping. I still couldn't climb, but like I could finally run down mm. fast. And I just played any section I could. And I felt mm. kind of bad for some of the guys that I was leapfrogging, but I just felt like I had to run as every step I could mm. as well as I could. Um, when did you start to feel like, was there a psychological switch where you're like, oh, I'm going to be happy to finish this. I'm going to come back and qualify again to I'm in it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a sudden switch, okay. but I remember I caught two guys right after Forest Hill that had caught me mm. at Michigan Bluff. Okay. And like it was, I could tell a distinct difference in the pace I was running, the effort mm. I was giving. And I was feeling so good at the effort mm. I was giving. And one thing that really saved me was not fighting through those low times, mm. like accepting the low times. Because I feel like so many guys screw up when they start to hurt, they start to push. And like it takes them out of that safe zone where they need to yeah. thrive. There might be a lesson for all of us ultra runners in that statement. Yeah. Well, like I do terrible at anything less than a hundred miles. <laughs> and I was thinking yesterday, I don't even know what my split was coming into Forest Hill. It was embarrassing. Like it was horrible. And I remember thinking, yep, this is one more time where if this were a hundred K, it would make me look like a fool. <laughs> I love it. Um, when did you move into podium position officially? So... There were some guys nipping at my heels, yeah. but when I got to third, I caught Jared, I think about 82 miles, okay. and I can remember coming up behind him, and we had a little fiasco with one of my pacers who wasn't feeling good, and I couldn't take the camera. He mm. couldn't take the camera up to Green Gate and switch mm. off, so I was like, I, I caught Jared, and I saw him up ahead, and at this point, I'm hiking every climb, and he was running the climb. Mm. But I was closing the gap, and I'm like, something's not right. right. If I'm hiking faster than he's running, like, something's not right. And so I was pretty sure I had Jared, but 
like that was just a very slim glimmer of hope because yeah. I knew the chance of someone else catching me from behind, which proved to be very close. At yeah, the end, yeah. Like was going to be the, the chat like that. I, I didn't know. Yeah. When you moved into podium position, did you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to protect the crap out of this now and defend it as much as I can? Were you, or were you more looking forward being like, who's in front of me? What's the gap to second? <laughs> yeah. So I kept getting reports that Hayden Hawks was like 10 minutes out and they, it was like a consistent, like 10, 8, 10, like we were running probably the same, same but I didn't know is he running the ups better than me is he mm -hmm. running the downs better is he running an even effort because I wasn't running an even effort like I was bombing the downs and that makes it really hard when someone's on your heels and you know that you're running certain portions really slow and you can't defend that there's nothing you can do about that moment right? <laughs> yes yeah. yes it's like so I tried so hard to run just as hard as I could and put gap on the descents and then just pray they didn't catch me on the climbs. <laughs> um, ultimately, here at the track, it was a it was not quite a sprint finish, but it was darn close. Tyler Green was nipping about as close as one can nip in a hundred mile ultra marathon. How did the last bit play out for you? <laughs> we have to jump back to eighty five. Okay, okay, let's jump back. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I come into the aid station at eighty five miles, knowing that. I heard cheering at the river, 80 miles, when I was not very far up the hill. And so I knew somebody was within two minutes unless they took a nap at the river. Shouting distance or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So depending unless on- Unless they took a nap. <laughs> Could happen in Western States. <laughs> yes. So uh, I got to 85 and I am like on my plan, taking care of myself. I'm sitting down, I'm icing down. Mm. And just as I'm about ready to take off, someone comes in the aid station and it was a guy with a beard and I didn't know, I think it's, yeah, I think it was Tyler, okay. but I thought it was someone else. Okay. So I thought it was the guy that I had passed out of Forest Hill and I'm like, shoot, he's like, back. I've got two and a half hours and he's back yeah. to haunt me. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like just tore out of there and thank God there was a bunch of flat mm and some downhill mm. and I just in your favor course wise yes yeah. and so I just I had to put time mm. because I knew there was there's climbs like I'm I have to get ahead while yeah. I can because yeah. if he catches a glimpse of the how slow I'm going on the ups <laughs> like I am toast so I think it probably was Tyler okay. I asked Tyler afterwards and he didn't know I was in the aid station huh, at that point okay. he didn't know how close it was until he got to pointed rocks. So at 90 something, there's an aid station. We didn't make contact there, Got it. but he came back to haunt me at pointed rocks. And as you know, there's a nice long descent out of pointed rocks and then a climb back into Auburn. And I, as, as much as I could taste the finish line, I'm planning this out in my head. I said, I'm going to have to hike into Auburn. So if I don't put like three minutes on this dude on this room. Yeah, yeah down to no hands like in this three mile section i am gonna be toast so like my strategy to that segment and so i was sitting there at the aid station cooling down and they're like my crew is like my sister says the other guys in the aid station like you gotta go uh she didn't say you gotta go like i just bounced out of the chair <laughs> And like took off. I didn't even know if I had the stuff I needed, but I just like, I, I took off and they're like, do you need a headlight? And I'm like, 
Uh, I hope no, I, I'm like, I want the pressure. Like, I huh. want the pressure. Huh. And besides, if someone's hunting me, I don't want to wear a light yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, so I took off, and I was kind of hoping maybe I would drop my pacer in those three miles just to confirm, maybe let... Tyler, which I didn't know was Tyler at the time, uh -huh. catch my pacer or so, you know, yeah. you, you think of weird things. Yeah. I ran very well, but like the cramp was trippable cramping the whole way down to no hands. But I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with a blow up. Like yeah. this is the point where you take the risk. Yeah. And I remember I got really close to no hands and I'm coming down and I twisted my knee. Oh, Harlan. It was like, it almost blew my knee out because I was running a, a stupid pace. Um, but there again, risk. Taking a risk. Um, and fortunately, my knee wasn't hurt, but it was like that was close. And I crossed no hands, didn't hear any cheering behind me, mm. which gave me a little glimmer of hope. But I guess Tyler was playing it really smart at this point. So I ran as far as I could. And you know how it is when you get into Auburn, like the, f the closer you get to Auburn, the steeper it gets. It gets steeper and <clears throat> steeper. So it got to the steep point, like the last mile. And I hiked the last mile, uh, as embarrassing as it is, I uh, just had to play, yeah. play the cards I had. Yeah. Um, I remember getting to the top of Roby Point, like clear to the top, and I looked back and I could see a long way back, and there's nobody back there. And I'm like, okay, he I've got this. He was just being a ghost, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. And I guess he tore up that climb right after I got over the top. Cause he, yeah, like, our person said it was 28 seconds, I think, between the two of you at Roby Point. Was it? I think so. So maybe I just didn't see him. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, I am going to soak up Western States. So I'm giving high fives coming down through Auburn. I'm like, I am going to really? enjoy this moment. Okay. Like You think he's distant now. Yeah, I figured he's two minutes back. Uh -huh. And if I need to throw down a 530, whatever, like I can do it. I yeah. just come off of what I did out of pointed rocks. And I'm like, I have another gear if I need it. Mm. And so I told my, my crew, which this B, B crew was with me, the entire crew at this point. And they're running down with me. And I said, okay, guys, watch out. Like if, if he gets in sight, let me know. And... They never said anything until we made the left-hand turn onto the track uh -huh. and somebody yelled, Tyler is closing fast. <laughs> and like, the, 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 you can't see very far back. So I knew if they could see him, he was very he close. close. And I remember just like, here I was going to go around and give high fives and have a good like finish on. Have a tour of the track. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, my pacer, I think, clocked me at a 520 pace around the track. It was like, I don't want to be a jerk, but like, I Off have to. Off we go. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> sprint, sprint to the finish anyway. And I remember I fell over afterwards, and I turned around, and I looked back, and Tyler rounded the corner, and he respectfully, like, just broke into a walk, and yeah. just like, it was such a cool moment to, yeah. like, be the first one to hug Tyler when he comes. He's such a good guy. Yeah. Like, Yeah. If you have to go to a sprint finish in a hundred mile race with somebody like the two of you in a, in a, it's like two nice guys sprinting it out, right? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I thought what Tyler said, you know, I was third, he was fourth. And, you know, we were, I think someone said if he would have run the whole way through, we would have been 17 seconds mm -hmm. apart. Oh. But, you know, he walked because obviously yeah. he wanted to be sportsmanlike about yeah. it. And it was it was really neat to be there and hit, to hear him say, you know, 
this was more special than taking second place mm. last year. Yeah. And I thought that was, that was well said because yeah. like the story we have to tell tops a better performance. Yeah. Um, you finished on the podium at Western States. This is your first Western States. You get this coveted M3 bib. Are you, you going to do something with it? Ah, uh, I hadn't thought of the M3, but I guess. Um, <laughs> well, like after running the chorus, I think this chorus was made for me. So hmm. like, I think I would be stupid not to do something with okay. it. But I mean, that's a year out. I, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> I think so. Um, you seem like a study of the sport. Objectively, like if you zoom out to like, be your coach for a second, what do you think is your potential at Western States? It's really hard to say. I was hoping this would be the accurate, you know, debut Western States where I would have my day. It was so far from my day that mm. like, I think I'd be a fool to put a number out there because like, I don't want to disrespect the people in front of me. Yeah. Um, what Adam did, what Jim did, like, I don't even want to say because like, you haven't done it till you've yeah. done it. Yeah. Like I might come back next year and do the same dumb thing or whatever. But, and, and also with gratitude, like yeah. I can't believe there for a while I wasn't going to top 10 and I reeled in a podium. <laughs> just a, it's just a great like kind of metaphor for the sport. It's a metaphor for life. Like it's a long journey and things change. Yeah, that's right. Well, congratulations on your podium finish at the 2022 Western States Endurance Run and Perhaps we'll see you in 2023. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> that was